This is a Federal News Network podcast. My next guest thinks big, as in big construction projects like dams, levees, bridges. She's the chief of engineering and construction for the Army Corps of Engineers and a winner of a presidential rank award this year. Christine Altendorf joins me now. Ms. Altendorf, good to have you on. Uh, thank you very much. Now, you have just returned to the Army Corps of Engineers. You, uh, you worked there earlier, and you went to a outside job, and now you're back? Well, I went to outside of the Army Corps of Engineers, but I stayed within the Army the entire time. So I was with the Corps of Engineers um, in a lot of different positions for about 20 years, or probably about 18 years. And then I went to the Pentagon and worked on the Army's sexual assault prevention program for two years, and then to Installation Management Command in the Pacific um, for about the past four and a half years. Wow. So one of your special interests that you list is the transformation of Korea, the Korea transformation. What is what is that exactly? So that is something that's been going on for a very long time. If you look back, it's been years and years um, from the inception of it. But the intent, and which has now actually happened, was to move from the northern installations, the northern army installations that we had in Korea, um, down to Humphreys, so to get them further away from the DMZ, basically. So we had quite a few people up at Camp Casey, at Red Cloud, um, and in Yongsan, which is in the middle of Seoul, and the intent was to move those members and their families down to Humphreys, which historically was something that they referred to as Camp Swampy, which was in the middle of um, rice paddies for years and years. Um, $10 billion worth of construction funded by the ROC, so the Republic of Korea, um, and then to move all of our service members down into Humphreys. Wow, that sounds like a lot of engineering, too. It was, and, and the Corps of Engineers at the time, I, I was not working for the Corps at the time, but worked very closely with them. Um, they they really were responsible for a lot of the oversight. It was a challenge because it was funded by the Koreans, um, the design was by the Koreans, and the construction was by the Koreans. So, so the United States and the Corps of Engineers didn't have the hammer that we have a lot of times over projects where we control the money. Uh, but it, it came to fruition. It is an amazing installation now, very modern installation, a smart installation. And um, my part of that was really making sure we got all of the troops moved. They got into their proper housing. We had all the facilities in place because once those facilities are finished, they are turned over to Installation Management Command, where then we are responsible for doing the operation and maintenance on all those facilities. And switching gears, tell us about the Army's Sexual Assault Prevention Program. That seems like a odd assignment for someone who deals with girders and bridges and concrete. Uh, yes, actually, it was a, it was a very odd assignment. So um, at the time, I was working at the Corps of Engineers headquarters as chief of environmental, and it was not so much the bugs and bunnies as it was the hazardous and toxic waste cleanup. And I had received a phone call from the Pentagon, and at the time it was the Army G1 General Bromberg. And they were looking for a senior executive service member to come over and lead the Army's sexual assault prevention program. And so my first question was exactly what you just stated is, wow, this is kind of an odd request from somebody who's an engineer to somebody that's a civilian when the focus was actually on, you know, uh, service members. And then three, 
the core is actually a little bit a little bit different because we have such a huge civil works program that we're not so tightly embedded um, on all things Army. And so when I asked him those things, he said, that's the reason we want somebody like you is because we are not able to get our message out. Um, you've had experience with Congress. You've been able to, to communicate um, through other things that you've had to do. And what we think is, is knowledge that everyone has because they're used to working you know, with military and, and communicating in that fashion, they were not to get, able to get their message out clearly to Congress, to the media, to, you know, just really the family members of service members who, who don't talk um, Army lingo all the time. Wow. And so you wrapped up that assignment then? Well, so what I did, it was interesting. So it's it's still ongoing. So that that, that is going to be an ongoing program um, with the Army and the Department of Defense it, probably forever. Um, so what I did is I was the first SES to to take that program, and it was huge. I don't know if you remember at the time. It was 2013. All over the newspapers every day there was another article. There was another incident occurring. I remember and it well. Congress and the media were all over it. And so what I did is I came in and I, I pulled it together for the Army. And then they'd been doing they'd been doing a great job. There had been a lot of people working on this, but they didn't have somebody that – that could manage it as a program. And so that was something that I was able to take from all of my years with the Corps of Engineers, and I could run it as a program. And I wasn't so so emotionally involved in the topic that I actually could step back and say, here's what we need to do. Here are the tasks that need to be done. Here's what we need to do for Congress. Here's what we need to do for DOD. And how do we pull that all together and actually get some things done? Because there was so much happening, and it was it was overwhelming to the workforce, the, the staff that really had to pull it all together. Um, you know, so many initiatives coming from Congress, so many requirements from OSD, and they just really needed somebody that could pull it together and, and lead it. Um, and then I, I learned the topic, you know, after the fact, basically. We're speaking with Christine Altendorf. She's the Chief of Engineering and Construction for the Army Corps of Engineers. And tell us about the time you were thrust into the job of building a new spillway on a very old dam, and of course, constructions of that magnitude always have lots of political controversy and local opposition at uh, at Folsom. Yeah, so this this was an interesting project. It was it was a huge challenge, a project that the Corps of Engineers is responsible for during during flooding, um, but it's actually a Bureau of Reclamation dam, and so at the time. The Corps of Engineers was doing a flood risk reduction project, really trying to to hold more water or release water earlier downstream so that they could hold more water behind the dam and therefore had have gauged releases to prevent flooding from downstream into Sacramento. So there had been uh, a design and there was a huge bid bust. And so the project was going back to to ground zero for starting. Um, at the time, Congresswoman Matsui was the, and she still is actually the member that's very engaged in, in flood risk reduction for Sacramento. She was looking at it and said, hey, we cannot wait the normal civil works process time that it takes to get this done. This is urgency now. And what was happening concurrently was the Bureau of Reclamation was actually doing a dam safety project on the dam. So we had flood risk reduction and dam safety, two different agencies same dam, different authorities, and different work. She said, 
figure out how to work it together, get it done. And you would think two federal agencies should be able to work pretty easily together, especially when we were funded in the same appropriations bill, which was the Energy and Water Appropriations Bill. But I will tell you, um, very, very challenging. We did get it done, and uh, a lot of effort, a lot of going to the Hill and explaining the processes of how we needed to, to work in parallel to get this project done and appropriate at the same time for two different agencies. And it worked out great. And I just happened to be there about two months ago in Sacramento, and I was I was able to go out and see the the spillway, the new spillway, and the new gates, and it, it's fascinating. It it was it was pretty exciting to see. And now you're back at the core for just about a month now. What are your plans and priorities? Well, right now I am I'm going in because I have been away for six years, but it felt good. It was like getting on a bicycle, actually. I've got um, the Civil Works Program, Military Program, and the International and Interagency Program all under my purview. Um, We've got different people that actually manage the programs, but I will be responsible for all the engineering and construction within those programs. So my my focus area right now, in fact, next week, we've got um, an engineering and construction conference. And there are a few things that I want to focus on. One, I'm going to reintroduce myself back to the workforce and let them know where I've been and what I've been doing. Um, and then there's just some various areas that I really want to focus on um, initially. Uh, as you know, any construction requires three a three-legged stool. So that would be cost, quality, and time. Right now, the Corps of Engineers is, is flush with money. And I, I'm not saying that in a a way that we have a lot of money to to blow. I'm saying there is a lot of work that's going on, and there's the portfolio is huge for the Corps of Engineers. Over $54 billion the Corps is responsible for executing across the world. Um, so we've got the, we've got money, uh, as you can imagine. Time time is of the essence on all of these. Everybody wants the, the construction completed quickly. Um, but what I really want to focus on, especially in my area, engineering and construction, is the technical quality, technical competency, because that's where I think it matters for engineering and construction. Not not how beautiful is the project, but is the project done correctly? So I'm going to have a big push on technical competency, making sure that the engineers that we have in place are able to design and construct and then to oversee, because as you can imagine, we contract out a lot of our work. Sure. And personally, are you a mechanical engineer, civil, or what kind of engineer are you? So, so uh, my professional, my PE is in civil engineering. Um, but actually, when I started, I started out um, in biosystems and agricultural engineering. And then, and then the focus was on water management. So my first job was in hydrology and hydraulics with the Corps of Engineers in Tulsa. And um, I've just I've just gone from there and have done so many different things within the Corps of Engineers. And as the chief of engineering and construction for this vast portfolio, do you ever get the chance to put your hand on a trackball at a CAD station and say, eh, maybe that girder should go that way? <laughs> you know what? I, I have not done that for a long time. In fact, I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, wow, if somebody actually asked me to do a triple integral or, or, you know, Bernoulli's equation, I I would probably struggle with it. So my job now is is really representing the the technical folks in the area, to be able to lead and to represent them in the field of engineering and construction. But that isn't to say that I won't get down and, and ask some very hard questions uh, but to actually get in there and, and do the design myself, it's, that's been a, a quite a while since I've done that. 
Christine Altendorf is Chief of Engineering and Construction for the Army Corps of Engineers. Thanks so much for joining me. All right. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.